Today, Hunter Biden goes to Washington, D.C. The White House doesn't want to talk about their defense secretary being MIA and another Epstein document dump happens. But does it actually matter? We've got all of that and more coming up, but it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and on today's edition of the clown show that is Washington, D.C., our very own dementia patient-in-chief's son, Hunter Biden, took a surprise trip to Capitol Hill with his lawyers in tow, of course, and made a grand entrance right into a House Oversight Committee meeting in which lawmakers were in the middle of discussing whether to hold him in contempt of Congress for defying their subpoena. Watch. To come answer the committee's questions under oath for the American people. This is at the same time so that they stand by the categorical right non-compliance Front of row. Republican members Arms of crossed. Congress, like Mr. Jordan, Attitude um, problem. have material mm -hmm. information about the violent attack. That one, one moment. The cameras cannot be in the well. Cameras cannot be in the well. Cameras it's almost like yeah. he's planned this. Hmm. Uh, proceed, Mr. Resnick. Thank you. <clears throat> and as one would expect, I did mention this is all a clown show, right? It quickly devolved into a full-out three-ring circus within that meeting. Watch. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and- M Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, um, if the, the gentle if the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? You keep interrupting me. I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. Some things to say about that a little bit later. So Hunter hung around the meeting for approximately 30 minutes before abruptly standing up and leaving the room as Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene began speaking, causing yet again another major disruption at his very own meeting. Watch. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Greene from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Uh, here <laughs> oh, I like to so embarrassing. my time, Mr. Chairman. Is, all of this is so embarrassing. Wow, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. Are we serious or is this a joke? I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a mm. coward. And this is also a coward that sat right here in front of me. And apparently, word got out quickly that Hunter had entered the building because upon leaving the room, he was swarmed by reporters who asked him no. questions like, what is your favorite kind of crack? Are you on crack today? <laughs> and uh, things like, why did you put Daddy Dearest on speakerphone in the middle of important business meetings? Here's some of that. You please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement. Okay. How crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? 
on crack today. Mr. Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners if you had no involvement in your business? Do you have a dad? Does he call you? Do you answer the phone? Yes. But why did you need to talk to him during business meetings if he had nothing to do with your business? Oh, my gosh. What a circus. And if you missed Hunter's answer to why did you call your dad? Why did you have him on speakerphone in the middle of business meetings? He says, do you have a dad? Does he call you? So that was that answer. But uh, at the end of the day, Hunter left the building and went on his merry way, taunting congressional Republicans by showing up, causing a ruckus, stealing the limelight and then leaving. And as much as Democrats, including Joe Biden, like to say there's no two tier justice system, would you be allowed to do this where you live? openly defy a subpoena, rub officials' noses in it, and then just turn around and walk away with no accountability? I mean, look, white privilege was a stupid thing to say, Nancy Mace, all right? It has nothing to do with being white. It has everything to do with being a Biden. Here to discuss this and more, we have Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. Also along for the ride, we have Logan Hall, of course, the Blaze Media digital strategist. And yes, they did coordinate their outfits today. So we have the Gene twins. Yeah, you didn't get the memo. I did. I'm actually really mad because we could have really established a News and White Matters uniform. This is how controlling Sarah Gonzalez is. She goes, you can come on our show, but wear the jean jackets. Only if you wear the jean jackets. Fine. I just, I don't even know which side, I feel like I am more embarrassed in my own side today than anything else. Yes. Because the white, let's get into all of it. The white privilege thing, shut up. Why would you use their language like that and play into the narrative that there is such a thing as white privilege when all we've been doing is trying to fight against the idea that there is because there's not. Um, so the white privilege thing, Strong, the woman thing. Woman. Yeah. Uh, what? Does a woman not have a right to speak here? Oh, my God. It's agonizing. Strong conservative woman, as you point out, Jason. And the fact that when Hunter got up and left the room, they they were taunting him like, oh, 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 did that hurt your little fifis? Are you guys serious about doing this or are you not? Because we sit here and we watch this day after day and we say, I have absolutely no faith that you are going to do something about this. And here it is. They have the opportunity to actually uh, take this seriously. And instead, it's just both sides taunting each other. It's disgusting. You have to remember, this is our sacred democracy. Oh, great point. Uh, th- these are the, the hallowed halls of Congress mm. where all of the brightest minds in America <laughs> gather to uh, <laughs> screw us over. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's no wonder that Americans don't have any faith in their institutions when they look at this pure theater that's happening uh, in Capitol Hill like this. Um, I I think as currently constituted, I think the Republican Party isn't really fit to govern. They don't seem like they want to govern. Mm -mm. Uh, They always say they're going to hold people accountable. They never do. Uh, Hunter Biden, I mean, that was a power move. Yeah, it really was. Flex. He just walked in there. He he rubbed their noses in it, as you said. He goes in there all alpha male. He crosses his arms and he just stares at them in the face. And they yeah, he's like, even... what are you going to do about right. it? Turns his back. <laughs> right. He's like, you know, I'm here. You know what it reminds me of? This? Bill Burr does this awesome stand-up where he's talking about how 
women uh, have no accountability and that's why they're able to be so awful towards men and not expect ever to ever get punched or hit. He was mm. like, men, there's some accountability. Like I can cuss Logan out to his face. I'm not going to because he's probably gonna throw a shot at me, yeah. right? Yeah. A woman can do that to me all day, every day. And she knows, she can punch me in the face. She can punch me, in the, kick me in the balls. I'm not gonna turn around and hit her. So she'll just stand there and like gloat about it. Mm -hmm. That is the Republican and Democratic party right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Democrats can do whatever they want. Yep. And if you're on that side, they're going to stand there, cross their arms, gloat about it, turn around and walk out because they know the Republicans aren't going to do a damn thing about it. Mm. There is no mutually um, assured destruction here. They're going to continue to do this until they actually do something about it. Right. It's just so stupid. I don't even know where to start with this, Sarah, because I know that on one side, Hunter Biden's shooting this like awesome PR documentary yeah. about all of this. It's got to be what this was about. Yes. But at this point, it makes you wonder if Nancy Mace and Marjorie Taylor Greene were in on it. They're gonna were they? Yeah. They're probably just going to, uh, but wait, they might expose their hypocrisy and write a strongly worded letter. Yeah, oh, look well, yeah, out. Because, I'm get them to stop. Yeah, because, I mean, it. I did think it was awfully convenient. And by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a friend of the show. Um, like and and generally, generally speaking, I like her. So this isn't- But we can still say she was an idiot in this, right? I'm not going to call her an idiot. I will. Personally. That was you dumb. It, uh, but Don't hand them their talking points. I agree. I agree. Time. But to your point, Jason, um, I did find it convenient and strange that a those seats were available right there in the front, and it just so happened to be enough Crazy. seats for them to just go, walk right on in and go there in the middle front row, and yeah, also that course. she had her, and she yeah. had her phone right there. That the the. The video that we showed was taken from Marjorie Taylor Greene's cell phone because I guess she whipped out her phone as soon as he walked in. That was pretty quick. Those those two things aligning, it does make you wonder if they are all in. <laughs> we can dunk on Nancy Mace though, right? One million percent, <laughs> please. She because is so bad. That white privilege uh, remark that she made about Hunter Biden is so emblematic of the problem with the Republicans that they get swept up in these left-wing narratives mm -hmm. and they start using them and they think they're going to be able to use them to their own advantage. You are playing on the leftist ground. You are playing on the left's framework. You cannot beat them in this scenario. The Republican, like the girl boss yeah. Republican yeah. is what he said. I mean, that's essentially what the GOP is. It's just like, look at how good our our girl bosses are better than their girl bosses. Right, you know? right. You know, what, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me when they were doing that whole police reform thing. And I think it was at Tim Scott, was it him, that led the, led the reform part mm -hmm. on the Republican side? Yeah. Basically all but affirming everything they said is wrong, like there's a yeah. systemic yes. racism problem within our police. Give me a freaking break. Yep. No, there is not. Yeah. Yes, there are some racist people out there, but the system as a whole is not systemically racist. Mm -hmm. But you just handed that to them. They, they do it every time. Narratives. Every time. That's, what, that's why Marjorie Taylor Greene and Nancy Mace, I know you can't say it, but I want to say it. You're both morons for continuing to do this. Well, Nancy Mace is 100% a moron because this isn't the first time that she's tried to use that woman talking point and tried to use identity politics. Along with Nikki Haley. Mm -hmm. She does the same thing too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Turns out the GOP does love identity politics. Isn't that weird? <laughs> only the It seems to be only the women though. Really, it really seems to be only the women. Now, uh, like I, I would use it if I was in a uh, in a conversation with someone on Twitter and I'm using it like sarcastically or ironically. Okay, but they're using it totally unironically. Like they want to, they want to take the term and use it for themselves, and you just can't do that. Um, case in point, I want to play. You know, Nancy Mace talked about white privilege. She brought up white privilege. I want to play everyone's favorite hood rat, Representative Jasmine Crockett, uh, responding to Nancy Mace's 
Girl, she can't believe that Nancy Mace be talking about white privilege. Watch. Something that I just can't get over. I can't get over the gentle lady from South Carolina talking about white privilege. It was a spit in the face, at least of mine as a black woman, for you to talk about what white privilege looks like, especially from that side of the aisle. And let me quote your now ousted speaker and what he had to say about the Republican Party and y'all's lack of diversity. When you look at the Democrats, they actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. So let me tell you something. Y'all don't know what white privilege looks like, but I'm going to show you a little bit of something. You see, you want to talk about a two-tier justice system, and this is the only time that y'all have ever referenced it when this country has a history when it comes go. to black and brown folk of having two separate sets of rules. And right now, what you want to do is have two separate sets of rules because Mr. Moskowitz offered y'all a fair situation. He said he would vote for Hunter to be held in contempt if y'all voted to hold all, even if you remove all of the members of Congress. There's still other people that y'all haven't decided that y'all have excuses for, but y'all don't want to hold them in contempt. But for some reason, it makes sense to hold Hunter Biden in contempt, who has tried to comply. And let me tell you why nobody wants to talk to y'all behind closed doors, because y'all lie. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> what a genius. It, it's every Democratic woman does that same thing. Oh, yeah. It's like they're trying to distract away from their complete idiots mm -hmm. by doing this the entire time. Like, I find myself just following, the, you know, where the <laughs> finger is going. And I'm like, whoa, what's saying? <laughs> I mean, the idea that, like, as she's saying, that the Democrats look like America. Okay, how does America look right now? We have 50 million illegal immigrants in our country. The economy is collapsing. We're $34 trillion in debt. America doesn't look very good. Mm. Uh, saying that we're the Republicans are the party of the most restricted country club in America, you have to remember, Kevin McCarthy said this a few weeks back. Mm. So they're all on the same page that they just hate the middle class and flyover country. Yeah. One, of, one, one of them wants to replace them. The other one wants to just not listen to them and continue to ignore their concerns. So it's pretty much all of, there really is only one party in D.C. They all basically yep. believe the same things and they're united against Yep. The rest of the country. Yep. Did, you, did you guys see what John Hopkins released? Was it today? It was going around social media today, but they, no. put, they gave their list, the, the bullet points to, you know, I guess, measure how much privilege you have. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Saw that? Yes. It was like, bullet one, Shut if up. you're white. Bullet two, if you're male. If you're male. Bullet three, if you're a Stop. Christian. Bullet Stop. four, if you're able-bodied. Yes. It, oh, middle class yes, was one of them. Class. I'm like, Ugh, uh, uh, I'm like crap. I'm like beaten into this box here. I can't get out. It's like insane. No. <laughs> yes. This is on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my. I, I tweeted if you want to go. Gosh. Ahead. Okay. Well, uh, I wanted to add one more point on this. Um, Logan, you mentioned that they are all one big uniparty, which we know. But I also find it fascinating because she is over there, Jasmine Crockett, talking about how well we we don't want to do a ba a backdoor meeting with you because you lie. Everyone knows you lie. In the same breath, she just said Hunter Biden tried to comply with the subpoena. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. The subpoena was for a closed door meeting. Why? You just saw the circus that happened when he showed up on Capitol Hill. Of course, Republicans know that it's going to be complete pandemonium and a complete circus if they do this publicly, which is, of course, why it has to be behind closed doors, as if there's not a transcript that's going to be available and accessible to everyone, just like there was with Devin Archer and everyone else. So it's just so disingenuous to be like, oh, no one wants to deal with you because you lie. Also, I'm about to lie.
<laughs> you know who did comply with all those things they're trying to get Hunter Biden to comply with? Donald Trump Jr. Mm. Everything they're asking Hunter Biden to do, Donald Trump Jr. did every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, imagine if Donald Trump Jr. had been the one to act like Oh, this. my gosh. I mean, imagining if the roles were reversed is never going to, like, help <laughs> the Republicans. Same with what Nancy Mace did. She's like, oh, actually, Democrats are the real racists. It's like, wow, these talking points aren't actually getting us anywhere, and you're actively undermining your own side. How does that happen? Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe Don Jr. shouldn't have complied and tried to do what Hunter Biden did. If you expose the system for what a farce it is— I think that's better in the long run. And if you have a two-tier justice system, you don't even have a justice system anymore. You know, it's not how the law works. Mm -hmm. You don't have a, a single standard that applies to everyone. It's a joke. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We will be back with more. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So uh, for, I think, over a decade now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And um, look, Patriot Mobile is putting their money where their mouths are. I cannot even think of a company off the top of my head that is in the fight with you and me more than Patriot Mobile. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna offer dependable nationwide coverage. They're gonna give you the ability to access all three major networks. So you're gonna get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but you're not gonna be funding the left, which you are if you're still with Big Mobile. Because when you switch to Patriot Mobile, not only are you sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the second amendment, and more, you are also going to know that instead of the uh, Big Mobile taking a portion of your bill and sending it off to left-leaning causes that you're fighting against, Patriot Mobile is actually investing that money in causes that you are actually rooting for, fighting for yourself. They're down at the border helping people like Yaku Buyans. They are, you know, helping flip school boards. They are really putting their money where their mouths are, and they are in the fight with us. So go check them out. They've got 100% U.S.-based customer service. They're going to make switching really easy for you. You can keep your number, you can keep your phone, or you can upgrade. So Pick whatever you want over at Patriot Mobile. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash news. Get free activation when you use the offer code news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. Um, this is really, this is an awkward part of my job uh, when I have to give my panelists breaking news that is really difficult to digest. So I'm really, really sorry, you guys. Um, I have to inform you that apparently Chris Christie is going to be dropping out of oh, the no. presidential oh. race. He was the savior of the conservative <laughs> movement. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> it's like all the debate stage will have to be adjusted from like an added, you know, four or five hundred pounds that they now have. Like, are they just going to put more like cheerleaders? They he's can put gonna, a bunch of cheerleaders back there now. He's going to be replaced by an elephant and it, it'll be the same. <laughs> it'll be the this same. It's a really tough loss for the oh, conservatives everywhere. That's, that's so the rumor is that he is going to, um, he's going to drop out so that he can bolster his, uh, what is, how, what percentage? One point five? Whatever percentage he has um, around Nikki Haley. His tens of supporters going into must be tens. devastated. Does he have that many family members? <laughs> it, what's, what's most funny to me, I like to think of these little moments, right? Like one day he rolled out of bed. Well, he tried to roll out of bed. You know, <laughs> someone had to push him out of bed. And he slid onto that wheelbarrow, you know, to go to the bathroom. And he was like, I think I'm running for president. I think I have a good shot at this. And the people who convinced him that he could <laughs> yeah. are, are, are really at fault here. I mean. Uh, or deserving an award. Yeah. Or deserving an award. That too, yeah. That's, That's true. Like, That's true. 
Um, yeah, because, I mean, you have to imagine that if, if you're a wife who really loves your husband, you're like, babe, do not do <laughs> this. Not do not do honey? this. How about, how about the, the Donald Duck line that he uh, used? That was the most memorable moment of his campaign, actually. And, but not, like, good for him. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he th- I don't know. I think he's thought of that, like, in the mirror. He's, like, coaching yeah. himself through it. Like, this is going to land. Yeah, and yeah. Didn't he do that? Was his the chat GPT line? Was that his? About Vivek? Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, that was him. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. No, but it's just, I mean, you just lost, well, you never had me, but after the Donald Duck <laughs> thing, I was like, all right, that just, I think you're saying, Logan, it was memorable because I think maybe it was just the moment where everyone was like, all right, next, move on. Come on, gotta go. That's enough. You're not serious. This, you're not a serious person. Um, so he does want to, I guess, uh, support Nikki Haley in that effort. The same Nikki Haley, who I was reading today, uh, that apparently... Whenever she was a state representative of South Carolina, she proposed uh, that all persons required to be immunized will have to be enrolled on a registry. She wanted to create a vaccination registry for the people of uh, South Carolina, which I, I cannot even begin to explain what a problem that would be to create a registry to make, I mean, Unless you haven't lived through the past three years where we went through vaccine mandates for COVID and fighting all of those. And I mean, yeah, like we're not it's not a mandate. You can just choose to not feed your family or you can choose to just go ahead and get the vaccine. A vaccination registry. So um, Nikki Haley, super conservative. Let's name all the super conservative things that she proposes uh, that parents should have the right to abuse their children by chopping off their genitals um, and body parts, uh, that parents should be required to put their children on a registry, um, whether or not they have been vaccinated. Uh, what are all of the you other should be, super you conservative? should be allowed to be anonymous online. Yes. Oh, super Conservative. We should send all the money and weapons to Ukraine that yes. they need. Uh, very, very conservative. America first. Ukraine. Mm. Um, people forget Nikki Haley. You know, we see all these statues of the founding fathers and people from the Civil War coming down. Nikki Haley started off this iconoclasm in South Carolina when she took the Confederate flag down. Mm-hmm. She is a liberal, and yeah. I don't know how you can fool this many people, uh, but. She does not deserve to be, this is the problem too, after Trump, it cannot be the, a post-Trump GOP led by someone like Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. We just cannot allow that. Yeah, uh, the sh- I mean, another huge one for me was she was against how aggressively we were coming out against abortion. You know, she wanted to yeah. have this, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, compromise and like, you know, as if you can compromise with someone wanting to murder another being. Right. I'm sorry, no. Yeah. They, you either have conviction on something or you don't. Stop this like, you know, I, I don't know what, how, what I can't, pussyfooting around. Mm-hmm. Stop that, I don't even know. I, I think that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't know. We'll find out if it gets bleak. I have no idea. I don't know whether to tell you to use this word. She's like one of the. uh, She. She's like one of the proponents of like these strong female Republicans. Like she. Okay, so that's it right there. She does that all the time. Yes. Oh yeah. Right after George Floyd, she said this needs to be personal and painful for all of us. She is a disaster. Yeah, I agree. I. I, I'm no fan of Nikki. I can tell a little bit. (laughs) There there was a group. I like right right after Biden won. There was a group that were just kind of laughing within conservative circles. It wouldn't be funny if the glass ceiling was broken by a Republican and they were like floating Nikki Haley at the time. This was before she started like opening her mouth mm-hmm. and I think that kind of destroyed everything afterwards. But I think, I, I, I really don't understand. And I have friends that are Nikki Haley supporters. I don't know what you're seeing in this at all. Unless you're so uh, brainwashed on how the Uniparty has been moving and just because they have an R above their head instead of a D, 
their pro proposals are exactly the same. Yes. But just because of that, you're like, oh, that kind of sounds like what we've been having. Yeah. Like, great, let's just, yeah, and she's a woman. So yeah. maybe we'll just stick with it. Literally any woman who is running, who uses identity politics while they're running to try to prove a point about themselves should be immediately disqualified from any Republican anything, any office. She goes up on stage and she's like, well, if you want something to be done right, you got to get a woman to do it. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. It's agonizing. Um, so Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis will be, um, I think it's tonight that they're going to debate um, on CNN. I think it's CNN. And then Trump is going to hold a town hall at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Master trolling. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many people, though, will tune in. It's just two people. Vivek's not there to spice things up. Um, I mean, you got to wonder. Why is Vivek not there? He said CNN. Uh, now, this is just his accounting of it. Right. He said CNN uh, did something where they uh, selectively picked a story so that he couldn't, he w didn't actually reach the polling threshold. And then mm. he said they gave that to the RNC and the RNC used it to exclude him. So, oh my who knows? But that's, that's at least what his I version, would believe that. That's his version of the story. I would believe that. I mean, he hasn't made any friends in the RNC oh, with uh, Ronna McDaniel. <laughs> calling, calling for her to resign yeah. in the last debate. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, so. he's been on a roll this week, this, this week and last week, with just getting cornered by a lot of these journalists, and he's just absolutely just dumpstering them. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a massacre. I was yeah. like, good gosh. What do, you, what do you think the likelihood is that Trump picks him as a VP? A VP? Mm -hmm. I I think that's definitely possible. Uh, Why though? I wouldn't, I wouldn't press discount secretary. it. He doesn't bring. He, I mean, VP is just a is because just a doll because, because so many provide. people because so many people like him. I don't know. I think he's got a lot of energy with like younger people too. He's been he's been kind of doing this RFK thing where he's going on all these podcasts and making TikToks yeah, yeah. and talking with he's like these younger influencers. No, he's not. He's not. Well, because I mean, the last the last thing that I heard was that. You know, Trump was floating the idea of picking Nikki Haley. Yeah, so I was just I wondering. Think that was nonsense. Which is only it had to be. So I mean, again, that's only because of identity politics, and that's like one of the reasons why you would pick you pick a VP because you want to get a certain voting block. You know, and that's I, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I feel like Nikki Haley. Are Nikki Haley voters really going to vote for Trump for president just because he has said? Nikki Haley is on his ticket. There will be a ton of like women. Some of the tin, some of the tinfoil hat people uh, on the MAGA side say that are warning against this because they say if Trump picks Nikki Haley, the deep state's going to find a way to take Trump out or assassinate him. Oh, she's going to be so the one. she can be. Yeah, in that's what some are worrying within the uh, America First circles, and I tend to agree with them. I think if they got Nikki Haley, and I don't know if I would vote for Trump if he picked for Nikki Haley for president. I would have a heart. I mean, I still like. I'm voting for whoever it is over Biden, right? Like at the end of the day, I still would, but. That would that would feel yeah, really yeah that would feel really gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, also, I mean it would feel like a betrayal honestly. Yeah, it would. Oh yeah, but I mean last word. I've said this before, but the Trump that won in 2016 is not the Trump of today. He is a, he was not a politician then. He was an outsider. He's not an outsider now. He is a politician. Mm. He said the same things that Nikki Haley said about abortion that she did. That's not 2016 Trump. That's 2023 Trump. So I could totally see him make that decision. <sighs> totally. Maybe I mean. Well, I don't, we, we got to, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. That's, this is going to take way longer <laughs> to discuss, but. All 
All right, apparently there are some Pentagon officials who are questioning Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's decision to keep his prostate cancer surgery and complications a secret for so long from, like everyone, including the president. Uh, one official apparently said it was reckless and irresponsible, and a Defense Department official told Politico he made a deliberate decision not to share something so important at minimum with the POTUS. It was reckless and irresponsible. I don't want to take away the human element of his diagnosis. However, his judgment should be questioned on this one. And I want to play uh, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, who, I mean, I think it's funny because it's like no different than any other questions she's asked. She just like never has an answer for anything that's asked of her because she doesn't have a brain in her head. Um, but I want to play Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre's response to uh, why Joe Biden was not informed of Lloyd Austin's diagnosis of cancer. Watch. How did the president not know until this morning that it was cancer? How did five days go without knowing the diagnosis? That is something that we're trying to find. No, I, I hear you, but that is something that we are going to get a sense of this process, right? That's why they're going to do a review. That's why the Pentagon's going to do a review. That's why the chief of staff put out a memo to cabinets, uh, cabinet, uh, to the cabinets on protocols here to get a sense of what, uh, how they've been moving with this process and how we're going to continue to move forward. We do not want this to happen again, obviously. Uh, but, you know, we're going to get a better sense once the Pentagon does the 30-day review uh, to see how this occurred. Obviously, this is not something we want to see. Hmm. I want to play one more clip here. Pentagon uh, spokesman John Kirby, who could not answer Fox News reporter Peter Ducey's questions, which, I, you know, you got to love when Peter Ducey asks a question. You're like, like yes. Uh, so I want to play uh, John Kirby and Peter Ducey's exchange watch. Okay, thank you for all the detail on that. But more broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, the um, the challenge to, to, to credibility by what by what has transpired here, and by what and by uh, uh, how 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 hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And and wait, wait, wait now, just give me a second now. I, I know you got another one coming here, but. But we all recognize that this yes. didn't unfold the way it should have on so many levels, not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency issue. We all recognize that. And, and I think we all want to make sure we learn from that. Mm. I, uh, it's up to you and your colleagues, and it's up to the American people to determine you know, how much they're going uh, to ascribe what happened here to our credibility on every single issue, but in, in every way. Secretary Austin has been an exceptional defense secretary, and he still has the full faith and confidence of the commander-in-chief. All right, that's enough. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Thank you. Wow. That he was just, I actually just asked them to stop playing the clip because I felt like he had already been murdered, and um, there was was nothing. Yeah, I I had secondhand embarrassment for him, and, uh, you know, sometimes I have a heart. A very small one. That is the most terrifying aspect about what's going on right now is who is actually in charge. Uh, that's what makes the regime so menacing is like you can't even hold these people accountable mm-hmm. because you don't know who's pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it completely decentralized, just like a thousand bureaucrats that are governing over us? Is it somebody secret behind the scenes pulling the strings? We don't know. 
Mm-hmm. And he talks about a challenge to credibility. These people have no credibility left. They've, they've exhausted it. They're running on fumes. Well, they already had yeah. none. <laughs> yeah, and now it's just like, I mean, we are in the negative hundreds Way beyond at this point. That. Yeah. I, I'm going to take a different angle on this. Okay. So I think that we're not giving them enough credit here. I think that this is how it, what's, what's going on. They want to expose the deep state. Because if you didn't want to expose the deep state, you wouldn't let this situation happen. If you, if you thought that it's not really the president and his cabinet in charge, you wouldn't let it go on like this. But instead, you have the secretary of defense, right, mm-hmm. not inform his number two that he has cancer, right? So the way this like, played it out in the beginning, they were like, oh, he's going in to basically get a pimple pop. Yes. You know, that's yes. basically what elective it is. surgery. An elective surgery. It, yeah. And then, it kinda, then he goes to the ICU because it didn't go right. And then days later, we find out he has effing cancer that he knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the way this works. I, I, I really, I don't understand it. Clearly, they're not in command. This is not conspiratorial tinfoil hat. Clearly, there's multiple levers within the bureaucracy, which is what the deep state is, yeah. that are pulling on the strings. They're pulling the strings that the administrative branch of the government should be doing. Now, let me, go, let me take you through this if I have time. Sure. But let's just say SEAL Team 6 is in eastern Ukraine right now. Surely not. Of course. Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> um, let's say they get shot at by some Russian Spetsnaz, special forces. Okay, pass this up the chain of the command to the general. Do we fire back? This is a big deal. This is starting World War III area big deal. That's going to have to go above his head because something like that would. Eventually, it would get to the Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. Now, either he can make that call, which he probably couldn't, or he would tell his boss, hey, can I tell my guys just fire back? Well, President Biden doesn't know about it. Right. He doesn't. Oh, crap. Well, Lloyd Austin, he's under, uh, he's in the ICU. He's unconscious. Tell his number two. She's on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yep. She didn't was know she about this. Was overseas till... or something? Yeah. Yeah, she was overseas. <laughs> and it was, I can't get a straight answer on this, two to four days before she found out she was even supposed to assume those duties. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a war going on in Ukraine. There's not like there's a war going on in the Middle East right now. Something can happen there, too. We're shooting out drones shot by or Iranian-made drones like confetti from the sky, like, sh- like skeet shooting in the sky right now every single day. You would think that the Secretary of Defense would have to be informed about that. Mm-hmm. War with Iran, war with Russia. This is absolutely insane. But yes, yeah, so I was saying all that, you know, just kind of like jokingly, but the deep state is real. Yeah. Biden and his cronies are not in command. They're just figureheads. That's it. You would think that, though, if you are the deep state, which I keep saying we need to come up with another name for that, because anytime you say the deep state, people are like, oh, you, why don't you put your tinfoil hat on? But as Jason pointed At out, it's point, absolutely provably yeah. true. Um, but you brag about it. Yeah, but wouldn't, like... Wouldn't you know to put competent people in place so that it looks, to your point, Jason, so that it looks like they are in charge? Like, how is it possible that you're so bad at this that you just put all of the, like, the most incompetent people you can think of, you just line up. Yes. And those are the people that you want to pretend are running the show? Like, it just doesn't make sense. This is why Biden will not be the nominee. I I do not believe he will be. They'll claim health reasons, whatever, and Gavin Newsom slips in, Michelle Obama slips in, whatever. But listen to the people he pissed off. They're pissing off the deep state with stuff like this. They're pissing off all of the rest, every politician that's ever existed, right? Even the dead ones are now saying, hey, (laughs) do not make it so obvious with your son. Like, we know you're making millions off of your dad's family and the position. Don't make it so obvious. He made it that obvious. He's put all this stuff out on the table on how much of this crap Washington's really about. (laughs) And he's going to be the nominee? No, he's not going to be the nominee. I'm calling it now. He's not going to be the nominee. That's an interesting theory. I think the point is that they 
are incompetent and they're there's no one's really in charge pulling mm-hmm. the strings. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, that's what makes it so menacing is if you just have whatever, how many people are you talking about in the deep state? Hundred, tens of thousands, th- hundreds of thousands. How big is the know. bureaucracy now? Yeah, Jeez. we don't know. Mm-hmm. But that, the idea that there's one person exercising authority over all the rest of them is just nonsense. So they can get away with the people, they can get away with, like, okay, so let's say they're putting Lloyd Austin out there because he's too incompetent and they want to just, like, maybe say, all right, we're trying to move on beyond him. They can easily do that because nobody's going to come for their jobs. It doesn't really matter who's there. They can be as incompetent as they want. Yeah. But that's a great point. They're not running the true government. That's a great point. How, how are they not pushing for his resignation? I mean, after that amazing Afghanistan withdrawal. I know. I mean, that complete success. I know. You know, yeah. his masterminded plan. Right. <laughs> how do you not? I mean, maybe that's protecting him, I guess. It was just so greatly executed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just taking guesses. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. I'm sensing some sarcasm. (laughs) All right, another batch of unsealed Jeffrey Epstein documents have been released. It's nearly 5,000 pages and 150 names listed uh, in connection with Epstein. So uh, one excerpt says that Epstein paid Virginia Roberts uh, Guffrey $15,000 to have sex with Prince Andrew. I mean, imagine how gross you have to be for someone to pay you that much money just to have sex with you. Um, He, of course, denies the claim. There was another uh, allusion to Bill Clinton on Epstein's island and also that uh, Jeffrey has claimed, I'm sorry, Virginia Roberts. Is it Guffrey? Jeffrey, I think it is. Jeffrey? I've, I've heard it Guffrey and Guff, Guffrey. Guff, I'm just going to say Guffrey because I'm from Texas. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she claimed that Al and Tipper Gore were also guests on the island, but that they didn't, they, they, they were not, they didn't see anything uh, criminal or anything like that going on. And of course, Al Gore agrees. I didn't see anything. I didn't, it wasn't me. Um, and I want to play, I want to have you guys react to uh, Megan Kelly last week. Talking about, I don't know, she gives this, it's a little cryptic message that the public may soon hear from Jeffrey Epstein himself directly. Watch. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. uh, And you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. So... uh audio a video what are we gonna hear but at the end of the day does it all actually matter if i well i don't know about that part because we were talking during the break and all of these if you read through a lot of the documents there's a lot of requests for actual photo and video evidence from the uh, defense well everything was confiscated by the fbi and the government so why don't they give it over? That's a, that, that's a key part. And another key part of that in, the, in that context is we know that the reason, only reason Epstein wasn't prosecuted years earlier was because a federal attorney, DOJ, was told to leave him alone. He's an asset. Mm-hmm. So probably won't matter. But if it was something in his own words, I could see it being like a video recorded message of... If I ever disappear, it was because this agency, this agency, and this agency had me under their thumb. Yep. yep. That would be, I think that would be interesting. I think full transparency would be the best possible thing here, but we, know, <laughs> we just know that's never going oh, is to that, 
Was that not a joke? No, it, well, oh, okay. it, it was a half joke. <laughs> uh, but we know that's never going to happen. So, I mean, we'll see. What, will we get any footage from the prison the night he supposedly... On the broken cameras? himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Who knows? Right. But uh, I think it's interesting. There was a big Politico article out yesterday, and it said, why right-wing conspiracy theorists are, from QAnon to Pizzagate, why they're so obsessed with child sex trafficking, like alleged child yeah. sex trafficking. It's like, huh, I wonder, they time this right around the same time that all this Epstein stuff's coming out. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any coordination going on there. It's that uh, Republicans pounce line yes. again. Why, why Republicans, right... Republicans weaponize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why right-wing uh, pundits are so concerned with children being sex trafficked across the country and the world? Uh, I don't know, because we actually care about kids. Uh-huh. It's, and it's the most evil thing that right, can like, happen. Yeah, why would we worry about that? That's, that's a conundrum. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, it, wow. You would think that they had learned their lesson after the Sound of Freedom debacle happened, and they were... They're not. Yeah, they, they're never going to learn their lesson. By the way, Donald Trump did respond to uh, the Epstein situation on Truth Social, saying this is what the Democrats do to their Republican opponent who is leading them by a lot in the polls. Uh, he's referring to, of course, a uh, bogus uh, screenshot of Trump saying that he was on the or, or Trump, the picture of Trump. On Epstein Island, he said, this is AI and it is very dangerous for our country. I was never on Epstein's plane or at his stupid island. Strong laws ought to be developed against AI. Uh, It will be a very big and dangerous problem in the future. Um, So it was uh, uh, Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein on the plane, AI generated. It didn't even look real, quite honestly, but Mark Ruffalo tweeted it out. So he was responding to that. Now, I thought that there was documentation that he was on the plane. Not that he was at the island, because I don't, I mean, I haven't seen evidence to say that, but I thought that he had ridden, rode the plane with Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not sure, maybe, but I do know it's on record that he banned Epstein from his properties. Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I think, I, I think, I mean, the left likes to use this against Donald Trump, but it's like there's way more evidence that your boy Bill Clinton was actually participating in really disgusting things with Epstein, of, not, not Bill, Trump. He had that painting of Bill Clinton in yeah. high heels yeah, and a dress. So well, I mean, I, so I don't remember either. He could have used the plane, but that's why a lot of these document dumps are so dangerous. Yes. Because it's like... It's like you the, don't know. Right. It's like the Stephen Hawking thing. Yes. Instantly they were saying he's yeah. on the list. Yes. Well, yes. a lot of people use the island too, but not for like sex type stuff. Right. I think that was specifically a... Uh, like a science convention or something like that where multiple yeah. other people but instantly there was like people were doctoring up you know memes yes. that were pretty dang funny they i will give funny. it to them but they were <laughs> they completely were not true right right but. um all right we got to take a quick break we'll be back what about Can you make your show longer now All right, I want to play for you the San Francisco Board of Supervisors uh, voting eight to three in support of a ceasefire resolution, which absolutely does nothing because they they don't control what happens uh, between Israel and uh, Gaza. But I want to play for you the celebration in San Francisco after this vote. Watch. Look at that. Oh, man, so many beautiful people there. Guys, 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 this is not an old video. You may look at those masks. Yeah, you look at those masks and you're like, wait, did they predict the future? Was this from 2021? No, I 
kid you not, this was from now in 2024. All of those people are still wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I think the important question we need to be asking is: Do these people deserve political power? No. I would say no. I don't think. I mean, it's very radicalizing to know that you they have the same their vote counts as much as yours. Like, are you right. kidding me? These people are in a cult. Yes. It's a cult. You should have to take an IQ test or a civics test or something. You can't, or you just like, you can't look like them. <laughs> you know? What I love is they actually think they like discovered peace in the Middle East. They're yeah. like, we did it! Are we doing it? We created peace! Israel cares what we think! Oh yeah! Everything's solved! <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.